The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and terrible attempts at humor. It is not suitable for children, women, or men for that matter. This is the After Lodge banter of two guys who happen to be Freemasons. It is not recognized or endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or internet wannabe Masons. Can we do this shit already? Nobody likes a damn lawyer. Welcome to episode 10 of the After Lodge podcast on a beautiful day on the 9th of March, 2014. Spring has come at last. Uh, <laughs> I'm joined this uh, today by Jason. Oh, his program broke down again. Yeah, yeah, by Jason. Uh, and worshipful producer Marshall, who has got a promotion because Bruce has abandoned us. Well, he hasn't really abandoned us. He uh, sent me a text calling in to work this morning. He said he had a bad case of anal glaucoma. So I texted him back and was like, what, the, what is anal glaucoma? He said, I don't see my ass coming into work today. <laughs> that's that's a terrible joke. It's, it's funny yeah, and it, it was, happened. It was amusing. Either way, uh, on this special episode number 10, we've made it 10 weeks. Yes, we have. 10 weeks. I'm we, proud we, of us, Harlan. We didn't think we'd make it two, dude. I figured, we, I figured it would be four and then like me and you would wind up murdering one another. We tried. It's not yeah. for lack of trying. Uh, yeah. There were Acme products, dynamite, anvils falling from the ceiling. It just yeah. didn't work out. We're both still here. Yeah. And uh, I think a large reason for that is uh, a lot of uh, people that we've met over the past couple months, some of which I've been in contact to. We literally uh, have some great people that are uh, listening to the show and supporting us in any way they can, uh, some of which, I, like I said, I've talked to over the past couple of weeks. And uh, go ahead. You're leaning forward. Go ahead. Oh, say no, what you got to say. Trying to tell you get up on that microphone, buddy. Oh, am I not on the nobody, microphone? Nobody can hear you. Yeah. I mean, like my beard scratching the pop no, filters. No, no. I mean, it come is. on. We can't pretend to be amateurs anymore. We've been at this <laughs> for ten weeks. That's true. And the main reason we haven't succeeded in killing one another is because worshipful producer Bruce has uh, been here keeping us apart. He's not here today, so things. Well, it, I don't it, know. It could get nasty. I don't know. Marshall's giving us the. the that's not going to work. I'll look. keep you in line. <laughs> all right. I'm than but uh, all jokes aside, like I would really like to think, and so would Harlan, and so would everybody that helps us do this, uh, including producer Bruce, even though he couldn't show up to work today. Uh, we'd like to thank all of you, like C.A. Carter, for example, or Fuller, um, uh, numerous guys on Reddit, anybody I forgot. You forgot Tiki Jack. Tiki Jack. Uh, Soulfire. Any, any, Soulfire. Anybody that spread the word that we may not even know about, we really appreciate you doing it. And, uh, you know, we're just doing it for kicks to help spread the uh, fraternity uh, of the yeah. spirit of Lodge, I guess, yeah, and I mean, uh, have a little fun. Yeah, this thing took a turn. Um we take all of the elements uh, like 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 a good talk radio show. You know, it's, it's entertaining. 
But you might learn a thing or two in the process. Well, I'm entertaining. I'm not real sure about you. Well, I'm, you need somebody to run the computer. <laughs> I do. And there I is do. not another member of this lodge that could do that. So I'd like to thank them, and I'd like to thank anybody, like especially here in our lodge, that's that's helped us out and done little things for us. And uh, anyway, thanks. So how was your week, Harlan? My week. Uh, you know, I think it's fitting that you were playing the drive-by truckers. Drive-by oh, intro oh, song. Good point. Let me bring that up. Drive-by truckers came out with a new album this week. Uh, they are my favorite band. Uh, they put on one hell of a rock and roll show. Uh, the first time I saw them live, they played for three and a half hours and drunk an entire bottle, like one of those huge bottles of Jack Daniels while on the stage. And the more they drink, just the harder rock and roll they played. They're an awesome band. Go mm-hmm. check them out if they come anywhere near you. So now people know about this band. So you can't like them anymore. Dude, I would love it if they were number one. No, you wouldn't. Uh, I would absolutely Hipsters love it. don't listen to number one bands. If I had to pay $100 a ticket to go see them, I would be happy no, for them because they've they, earned it. They done went mainstream. They're not cool now. They're an awesome band, aren't they? No, no. Well, they won't be when, when our listeners discover. I would say some of our listeners already listen. Probably. Also, also, I would like to point out last week when I picked this song by the uh, Refreshments um, that yeah, a bunch of you yeah, were, uh, yeah. you know, like, hey, what is this song? What is this old song? I don't know this song. This song sucks. And then, like, our first comment on the episode last week was like, hey, good choice for a song, Internet Fist Bump. So, would you like to apologize to me now? Because I like apologies. Oh, no. Did we get Dogecoins with that fist bump? Uh, no. Oh, well. No, the reason it's fitting that you should have played the drive-by truckers, as you notice, I'm wearing this here trucker hat. I was going to say it's a little weird that you're not wearing your kippa and instead of replaced it with a, with a trucker hat. I'm wearing a t-shirt and a trucker hat. And the reason you is... You look like a regular blue-collar guy there. The reason is, and we're going to get into some agency law, Are you, really? the legal doctrine of negligent entrustment. There is a national franchise, commonly known as U-Haul, that will rent a 29-foot <laughs> commercial-sized truck to anybody with a pulse and, and enough money to pay the rent. So I rented this truck, um, doing some things at the house, I needed to move stuff out. Hang on, and, let me just interrupt you for a second. And point out to our listeners before we go any farther that assistant producer Marshall is a truck driver. Is a truck driver. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to make fun of me a little, but he's the one that told me I could wear the trucker hat. I asked. You should always ask before you like put on some emblem of a status that you don't have. But I managed to get this truck back to my house in one piece. My wife was freaking out in the passenger seat because somebody got her all psyched up. <laughs> Oh my God, that's a big truck, and it is a big truck. It, it is larger than my house. Like it won't. You, you drive a Toyota. I drive a Toyota Corolla most days. It was it was an interesting change of pace, but I just couldn't help thinking with my lawyer brain as I, they're pulling this truck around, like this this can't be good. Like somebody's got to be liable for giving some guy like me the keys to a truck this big, and then. <laughs> Uh, it didn't help when the guy that brought me the key got out of the truck. This is a guy that drives these U-Haul trucks all day, every day. Like he works there and he gets out and whistles and says, that's a big one. <laughs> it didn't make me feel any better. But long story short, I got it home in one piece and, uh, maneuvered around some tight parts of town. So according to worshipful producer Marshall, I have earned my trucker hat. Well, congratulations. I'm very Island. proud of this. Well, just for today. 
you gotta we'll give it back up. When, oh, and it has a square and compass on it too, because it's from that uh, gift cabinet full of trucker hats <laughs> that I've been trying to get rid of for like years. It, well, that was a real reason why I told you you'd have one just to get rid. Of, oh, just get out of I can't give them away. <laughs> Nobody will take them. Hey, Marshall, is this like one of those things whenever like you're a little kid and you take an, uh, a flight somewhere and and the pilot gives you an honorary set of pilot wings? Is is that pretty much that what is it is? Exactly much, what it's like. And I am just as proud as that little kid with his pilot wings. Well, you should be, Harlan. I, I tried. Hey, I. I, I I, I was going to get him to go out there and actually get into a big truck and see what the big truck actually is. Let, let's not get carried away. Remember no, what oh, I said no, about negligent on. entrustment? Hang on, hang on. No, I, I am glad this came up because we haven't talked about this on the show once. I rarely drink. It's something that doesn't happen often. And even less often than that, I would get to a situation where like I'm not going to be able to drive for a while. <laughs> so, so last year I bought a new car that was a clutch and uh, me and my wife are at a couple friends of ours house and oh, let's not do this no let's do this let's do this and so uh i realized suddenly that i'm not gonna be able to drive home tonight safely so i call my buddy harlan I'm like hey buddy what are, you, what are you doing he's like nothing why it's like midnight and i'm like well i kind of need you and maybe Alyssa to come get us and drive us back to the house because i can't drive and he's like, all right, I'll come get you. And I was like, you can drive a stick, right? Oh, yeah, I drove one on the farm back in the day. Like, like I should have known the farm was, like, some kind of made-up place that, like, it was probably, like, some video game he played as a child or something. Yes, I, I played Farmville and drove a stick shift. I hate you so much. I was 15. It was a long time ago. So he comes to pick me up, gets in my brand-new car that at this point had 1,000 miles on it. 1,000 miles. And gets out of the driveway, mostly because the driveway was on an incline. I don't even think he put it in reverse. I think he just, like, left it in neutral and rolled it out of the driveway. You were drunk. <laughs> then, then was revving the engine to about 5,000 RPMs every time he shifted gears. And then we made it to a hill that had a stop sign. And that's as far as we made it. <laughs> and I'm in the passenger seat just... Just, dude, get out. Just stop. We'll just park here. Just stop. You're tearing up the car. Oh, it smelled delicious. Yeah. The new car smell didn't last long. It was replaced by burnt clutch pretty quickly. <laughs> it's not my fault. I never used your clutch. I noticed. <laughs> I did notice that. So, uh, I done forgot where I was going with this now. Anyway, when someone's doing you a favor, you should, you know. Oh, and in case we have any budding lawyers out there, hey, that's Harley. where I was going. Before a certain somebody decides to jump on the feed and correct us when I talk about negligent entrustment and agency law, I know it's not part of agency law. I'm dumbing it down for my co-host. Thank you. I don't really appreciate... Negligent entrustment is a tort. It's not part of agency law. But it seemed fitting since agency law is our running joke. I understood some of those words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... and as another side note, if you ever need Harlan to drive you anywhere, make sure that your vehicle's not a clutch. Because. Or it could have been that I was just trying to take a pot shot at Jason and it seemed like a perfect opportunity. It's a little sad that a grown man can't drive a clutch, just to be honest with you. You don't know that I can't. Maybe I was just messing up your car on purpose. It sounds like something you would do. It, it is really something does. I would do. So other than uh, the big U-Haul like death scare... Yeah, I'm renovating my house, so that's uh, <clears throat> that's what I've been up to. And uh, yeah, other than that, nothing nothing mm. much has happened. How about you, Marshall? What's been going on with you this week? Oh, not much. Just work. Ah. That's all I ever do is work. You're not going to cut him off like Bruce because he's a big, scary man. 
Yeah, I, I, just for the record, I got to give Harlan a data boy. That's what he really wants. So that a boy, Harlan. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna cuss, cuss, cut him off because uh, uh, I don't hate him like I hate Bruce. That's true. Well, not yet. So, give him a couple shows. Yeah. This so show you, tends to induce hatred so between gonna, the co-hosts. You're gonna ask me. You're gonna ask me about uh. Once again. No, neither I nor any of our listeners care, but for the sake of burning the clock, how was your week? Okay, so I went and saw this like indie band at a, well, they're like bigger than indie now. You, you probably wouldn't have heard of them. No, you definitely would have heard of them. Like, they're kind of big, they've won a couple Grammys, and they used to be like this weird indie band, and now they're kind of big, and they were... At, you listened to them before they were cool. No, I didn't actually. I didn't listen to them until they won like Album of the Year a few years oh. ago. Oh, so much for your hipsterism. Yeah, I know. So, uh... And I'm not going to tell you what band it is because, of course, then everyone would know what city we are in because you could look it up. But, uh, so we're at this concert. We're having an awesome time. It's like me, my wife, my sister, my brother-in-law, and uh, it's a really good show, and it's at this huge arena. And on the last song, like, out of everywhere starts coming this confetti, like a massive amount of confetti. Like, the floor of the arena was, like, almost an inch thick in this confetti. And that is the moment that I realized I was old. Because the only thought I had when that confetti was falling was not how awesome this song was, was which it was awesome, or, or not how cool it looks that it's catching all these lights. My only thought was, who's going to have to clean this shit up? <laughs> I mean, that is going to be a ridiculous job that somebody's going to have to spend like all day cleaning this shit up because y'all wanted to look cool for 30 seconds. Oh. Guys like you need jobs, too. That's one. <laughs> I'm running late for number one. Yeah, it yeah. is kind of late, but... Yeah. So that was fun, and then the rest of the week was, uh, you know, work and naps and mm-hmm. Matlock and... Murder, she wrote. Don't forget. I, you know, I, it's just not doing it for me anymore. I think yeah. I may have to hip it up and, and go with something like Jag. I think I might start watching Jag. You know, I hear uh, Law & Order is, is pretty big. I mean, the acting's so horrible on that show, though. It's really bad. Yeah, the legal theories are also horrible, but uh, <laughs> the courtroom oh. scenes are not accurate. What you're saying oh. on a television show? Oh, or was it was it CSI when the 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 IT guy was like, "I'll just write a GUI in Visual Basic so I can backtrace the IP address." No, my favorite one is on NCIS Funny. where you had the uh, oh, they were the, sharing the keyboard yeah. so they could hack faster. <laughs> yeah, they were getting hacked, so they had to block him so they shared the keyboard. So uh, uh, four hands are better than two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, either way, it sounds like you need a new job. No, I so, love my job. No, no, no. You need a job like picking up confetti. It sounds like it'd be a blast. I, I love my job. So to get this job, you're going to have to turn in a resume. Uh, what's a resume? My kind of job is like you just like show up outside the Home Depot and, and wait for somebody to pick you up in the wow. truck. You don't like go to the... You, I thought that... Are you hanging out with Josh? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> he he told me the Home Depot is like another name for LinkedIn. <laughs> oh wow, we're we're going to hell for that. Well, so I guess Josh doesn't worry about his resume. I guess not. But is that French? Should we be using uh, French on this show? Well, come to think of it, uh, it's too late. It's already out. I'm just kidding. I love the so, French people. Do you? Put your Masonic credentials on your resume. Absolutely not. This is a question that came up. Was this a My Freemasonry story? We need to start. No, it was Reddit. Okay, we need to start differentiating between Reddit yeah, and we My do. Freemasonry. Uh, this is by a guy who calls himself Ed is Dead, which 
It's fitting. Yeah, it's fitting. Uh, I was trying to think of a joke. I'm, I'm coming up blank. Uh, anyway, the question is, do you put your Masonic credentials on your resume? And I think the resounding answer from Jason was absolutely not. No. No, that is but not why do you come do. to Lodge if not to stroke your ego? You don't trade on the fact that you're a brother to receive something. It may happen, but you don't trade on that fact. You don't use that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I said on the thread, if I was in a position to hire someone and he listed what lodges he belonged to, that would make me think less of him. Mm-hmm. Like if, if him and another guy were exactly qualified for the same job, I'm going to pick the guy who didn't try to trade on the fact that he was a brother. Yeah. Just because that annoys me. That's not what you mm-hmm. should be doing. Um, now, if he lists social activities he does with his lodge, like, for example, if they uh, do some kind of charity toy drive every Christmas with his lodge, and he lists that he's involved with said charity drive under like social activities or anything like that i'm gonna probably overlook that mm-hmm. but if he's just flat out i'm a member of such and such lodge and this guy was even asking like if it would be all right to put a square and compass on us that is absolutely not okay that's a masonic offense in many jurisdictions to use the square and compass or other masonic trademarks if you will well they're not trademarks. on marketing material like business cards brochures, pamphlets, and so on. In my mind, a resume is a piece of marketing material. Yeah, you're marketing yourself. yourself. Now, on my own resume, which I pulled up before we started the show, just to make sure, I do have the fact that I sit on the board of directors for a non-profit corporation, which happens to be our social club, but nobody that's not a member of a lodge in this area would recognize the name of said club. All they would know is that I sit on the board of a nonprofit. But I think that's fair because if you're when you're trying to get a job, you're trying to list qualifications. Yeah. And yeah. I think setting on a board of a nonprofit, no matter what that nonprofit is tied to, list out a, a set of qualifications. Mm-hmm. I think that's a valid thing to put on your resume. Well, that nonprofit doesn't say that you're a member of any particular any lodge, right? And it. Uh, it, it does it, it does come up. Uh, for instance, my ring. I wear my ring everywhere. Like It's like my wedding band on the other hand. They really just never come off. Mine never comes off because I've gotten fatter and I don't think it can come off anymore. <laughs> there, there's that. I was uh, in a particular law firm interviewing with the partner and uh, happened to be wearing my ring. Anyway, I noticed on the corner of his desk he had a copy of Heritum which is the Scottish Rite Research Society's annual publication, which yeah. is just sitting there. Kind of an odd thing for this guy to have. At some point, 20 minutes into the interview, he finally cops up and asks what lodge I'm from because he saw me looking at the book, and I guess he saw my ring. Mm-hmm. But I never brought it up. But once he brought it up, I was happy to talk to him about it. But I didn't go in there with the intention of Freemasonry somehow giving me a career advantage. Yeah. So... It's okay, in my mind, if it happens in the same way that if you guys were members of the same club in college or something, and it happened to come up, That that's just nepotism. That's networking. That's how that works. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think it's fair if you and another guy were going for the same job, and he was more qualified for whatever reasons for that job, and you got it over him just because of the fraternity connection. True. I don't necessarily think that's right. Well, but now I mean, if you and that other guy are tied, mm-hmm. that might be the tiebreaker. 
and I think we've talked about this on another show. There was a guy that I was interviewing uh, for some work I needed done. He started waving around his Masonic membership like all up over everything. Yeah, that is. And I, it's tacky. He actually was one of the most qualified candidates, but I still didn't hire him. <laughs> and I mean, like this kind of tangents out into all kinds of other things because I know a lot of police officers who will not wear the Masonic ring while they're in uniform for the simple fact that that means you shouldn't be getting out of a ticket because you're wearing a Masonic ring. Well, at the same time, being a brother, you shouldn't put that police officer in that position. Absolutely not. Yeah. To pull, have to pull you over. You know, so, I mean, it's it kind of goes both ways. If he pulls you over and, and you're guilty, he should absolutely write you a ticket if he feels like it's warranted, and you shouldn't be able to bitch because he's a brother and wrote you a ticket. You exactly. you messed up in the first place. Exactly. This is what we talked about in episode nine with uh, being a lawful, peaceful citizen of the country in which you live. So you shouldn't speed. Everybody does, though. Everybody commits minor traffic violations. I know. I know, I, I I know uh, a gentleman who rolled through a stop sign the other day. <laughs> that, that shouldn't be there. I'm getting that stop sign removed. I've already talked to the mayor and the public works director. That stop sign is coming up. You know how I know I that. I talked to him said, and I talked to him into keeping it. You just can't. For your no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, at the, it's at the end of the road. <clears throat> In like fact, like here by the lodge building. In front of your house. <laughs> there are two dead end streets that butt each other at a right angle. It is not an intersection. It is a right or left turn. There, there's no other way to go. Okay, Harley. Whether or not that stop sign needs to be there, the stop sign's there. And you, sir, are not above the law. I have rolled that stop sign every day for eight years. So you rolled the dice every day for eight years, yeah. and then one day it come up snake eyes. I know. Now I make a big point about it, and like people that live on the street just stop and look at you like you're dumb because I come to a complete obnoxious stop. And sometimes I look both ways. So I look down at the dead end of one street, (laughs) and then I look down the other way where like nobody can be coming, and then I slowly pull out. It doesn't matter, Harlan. The rules are the rules. It was a stop sign. You're not above the law. All right. I'm gonna start like stopping, putting the car in park. And let me go ahead and tell you, doing like doing like a school bus and like rolling the windows down, like yeah. you're at a railroad track and looking I'm, both ways. I'm gonna go ahead and tell this part of the story. The cop that come over to write you the ticket was new, and he didn't know you. And when he called it in, he was told not to write the ticket. That's got nothing to do with Freemasonry. It that doesn't has to do with my political connections. It in doesn't. Town. But I'm just letting you know that cop is now pissed at you. He is, and he's going to find a way to tase you. I know. I know. I've thought about that. You're going to come out on your lawn. He's going to say intruder breaking into someone's house and tase you. And while you're shaking around on the ground, he's going to say stop moving, stop moving. Then he's going to hit you again because you're not uh, obeying his commands. Don't tase me, bro. I got to get a hold of him just to <laughs> find out when he's going to do it so I can go watch. So we can videotape oh, and put it on YouTube. Yeah. Hey, it would be good marketing material for the show. <laughs> Since, you know, we're all lawbreakers. And so anarchists. I got pulled over a little bit over a year ago because I had a headlight out. And I was coming from Lodge, and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I got pulled over by a sheriff's deputy, and I didn't know him. And he's like, hey, you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, no, you tell me. Because at this point, I could have been doing anything wrong. Uh, but I, was, I mean, I could have been speeding or whatever. I don't know. But I wasn't that worried about it because I hadn't been drinking. So, I mean, I knew it was just going to be some kind of minor traffic ticket. And he said, well, you got a got a headlight out. And he said, where are you coming from? And I said, I just left Lodge, going home. He said, oh, okay. And then he came back to the car after like 10 minutes after I guess he ran my license and stuff and was debating writing the ticket for the headlight out. And he said, uh, 
What were you doing at lunch at 3 o'clock in the morning? And I said, oh, you've never been to Pennsylvania. Uh, he's like, no, I belong. You. Shit. Uh, yeah, beep that up. Okay. He said, you've never been to that lodge that you and Harlan belong. I said, you've never been to that lodge that me and Harlan belong to, do you? He's like, no, I'm a member of this other lodge. And I was like, oh, we ought to come over sometime because we don't leave there till late, late, late. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, just get that headlight fixed. See you, brother. Surprised he didn't get you for the windshield wipers. But, but the thing of it is, uh, <laughs> the thing of it is, you didn't boast that you was a member of the lodge. No. At, you know, at the beginning, you know. I didn't even think anything about it. He just asked me where I was coming from and where I was going. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's probably asking me if I was leaving the bar. But, uh, you know, I just told him. If only. If only. <laughs> yeah, so uh, outside of Jason giving out our address again. <laughs> Dude, why, how am I the worst one at that? I have no idea. I think you do it on purpose. I just, really don't. Just because, like, bleeps in the show are funny to you. <laughs> like, I, I like I don't know. Like, at this point, like, we've done ten episodes. So, like, I'm, like, more comfortable in front of the mic. So, I'm just, like, having the conversations. Like, we went anywhere. And then next thing I know, I'm, like, saying, Harlan's social security number is 405. <laughs> His PIN number is... Don't you do that. Yeah, I got your pin number now, buddy. Uh, I got I'm not it. okay with that. I am not okay with that at all. The best part is it's very close to my wife's phone number, so it's going to be in my memory forever. Great. Forever. Got to change my, my <laughs> pin now, yeah. And then, you were because you, you had to rent that U-Haul and you were buying that stuff yesterday, you had to take out so much money that you couldn't take it out on one card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I took out 500 on your card, and then your wife handed me her card to take out the money because I was driving the car. So now I not only have your PIN number, but I have your wife's PIN number. I can completely wipe you out. Well, the good news is we wiped ourselves out yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll wait I'll wait till the well gets replenished. Oh, because the, uh, the saying around here, which is a ripoff from some old Navy SEALs movie, is uh, the brothers around here, you can trust with your life, just not your money or your wife. <laughs> and uh yeah well let's be fair some of the wives are cute so i can't i can't say it because because my wife's gonna listen again and i'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> no, she doesn't listen go ahead go ahead and make yeah, amy feel good yeah, you know amy listens especially yours yeah especially you know it's just so when you're listening amy i said hello my wife is very attractive i'm pretty lucky yeah, she I is. I think we all are because all three of us are ugly. We married way <laughs> out of our leagues. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it is because we put we put the square and compass on like our our uh, our, our match dot com profile. profiles. Yeah, yeah, our eHarmony profiles. Yeah, our eHarmony profiles. And uh, they, they all yeah. picked us up because they knew that we were Masons. So obviously yeah. we've got the hookup with everything. Yeah, I mean Man. they'll never get traffic tickets. They'll the next thing they know they're helping us work up breakfast and they're like, "This is not what I thought this was gonna be." <laughs> exactly. I could do this at home. <laughs> Get back in the kitchen. I thought y'all were going to be running the world, and I was going to be a politician's wife, and we were going to be in the White House, or yeah, at yeah. Bohemian Grove, and instead I've got, I've got to fry bacon? What the hell? Well, that was the first in a long line of letdowns for the missus. Well, that kind of goes back to... They actually kind of began on the wedding thing, night. It? We're, you know, we're getting good-looking wives because we're... Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like me and my wife been together since we were 16 years old. Which is also disappointed on said wedding night. <laughs> no, uh, we already had, we, our our kid was five years old when we got married because we had it when we were sixteen. Sin, like our kid was our ring bearer. Is this why the chaplain has it out for you and it's not the show? I think after so. All? Yeah. Okay. I think that so, makes yeah. more sense. Be carry on. Carry on. Ca- be careful with the chaplain jokes. I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so like I was playing football whenever we got together. Like I was like this kind of a muscular dude. He was kind of handsome. 
and she was like we were on the same level of attractiveness and as this time went on like yeah i got worse looking and she somehow got better looking so now instead of being like like a couple like sevens like she's now like a nine and i'm like a five and a half or a six wow (laughs) you you grossly overestimate yourself sir dude some women like this uh look i've got going on with the shaved head and the beard I mean, yeah, some, like, yeah, like, in the yeah, world. Like the post-op women. Dude, don't make fun of them. Those people are cool. I know. They're cool because they like you. Yeah, I mean, I got it. Well, yeah, that may be one of the reasons. No, but we got, like, a, like apparently... Okay, first of all, one thing I'm surprised about is there's a lot of women that listen to this show who, who aren't Masons or tied yeah. really to Masons that much. Yeah. I'm which sorry I don't about understand. to get back in the kitchen joke. I probably should have turned that down. <laughs> Which, which I don't understand because it seems like, you know, like it's a podcast about Masonic culture, basically. And I don't understand why women would get it, but maybe they're just attracted to our dulcet tones. Um, if they're married to a Mason, they might be very interested in what we have to say, which is probably not good. There might be a lot of guys out there who are no longer allowed to go to Lodge because of us. <laughs> but I did I did get a, and like I was shocked to get it. I did get a private message from a transsexual. Fantastic. Good things to say, I hope. Uh, Did we handle that discussion like in a Masonic politically correct manner? He said that uh, he was glad that we were talking about it and said we seemed a little ignorant of the situation. But talking about That's because we are. Yeah. But talking about it is never a bad thing. Like that we seemed like we were at least trying to address an issue in a reasonable, open-minded manner. Yes. So in a way it was a compliment, but... We were also called ignorant, which I do not dispute. Well, if only we could just pronounce where we're from, suddenly we would just get nothing but applause from people (laughs) on those controversial issues. Jason and I are at the forefront of this discussion (laughs) where we live. I I believe we are. So as ignorant as we seem of the issue, we are the most enlightened in the area. (laughs) So that's that's a bad standard. Uh, Well, yeah. I think we have uh, beat poor Ed to death. Yeah, I mean, I just, just don't a, do it, yeah. dude. It's not going to work out good for you, and it may even like turn out worse for you than than nothing. It may be a negative sum game as opposed to gaining you anything. What the hell are you talking about? Ed is dead in the Masonic resume? Isn't that what we're Yeah, that's about? where I was going. Isn't that where we were just at? Yeah, have we beat Ed to death? Yeah, and I was, I was closing the topic. Okay. What? Oh, oh! Th- I thought you were making a comment on my joke. I was—I guess I've got too defensive because you guys make fun of me all the time for my dry humor. Why are you so paranoid, Harlan? Mostly because I come to lodge with you, and you are an asshole—a lovable asshole. Yeah, something like that. So, my favorite topic of the week—I cannot wait to talk about this. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, oh, Marshall, you said you were going to write the GB on the board, and you didn't. Uh, are you serious? This GB uh, never mind. Okay. I had, I had to write it big enough so he could see it. Oh, so uh, yeah. There's no room left. Okay. What's next on Everyone the GB? Everyone stop encouraging this Glenn Beck bullshit. I think it's funny. Hey, you know who wears those glasses because you have on? You. Why, why is it that I'm like the <laughs> dancing bear that like... <laughs> I mean, literally, it's like every time we're together, it's like somebody's got to piss off Jason so he can make us laugh. Why is the only time I'm funny is when I'm mad at something? Because you throw tantrums like a three-year-old, and it's funny. 
Oh, and somebody, we were talking one night. Uh, who was you saying that somebody was, like, concerned that I was actually going to throw a table? And I had to explain that I've never actually thrown a table, but I have, like, turned over a chair or two in, in faux anger. Are you over there, buddy? You with us? Yes. I'm, I'm with us. Did the program not set up right, or? No, we're good. Carry on. Do you need a Stop reboot? Stop breaking down the fourth wall. Do you need a reboot, or? No, I'm good. Carry on. What's the RC channel? Uh, I hate you. What's it, what is it? All right, we got to carry on the shtick. It's irc.quakenet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry. And the phone number? I have to look to the GB for that. It is on the Glenn Beck whiteboard today. I'm going to keep saying it because you've pissed me off. It is area code 215-792-3538. And that thing rings forever. There's no way for me to turn off the ringers where it goes straight to voicemail. It rings for like half an hour, and then finally the voicemail message will pick up. So next topic. My favorite topic, and it was submitted by a Reddit user C-H-A-T-H-O-9, however you say that. Um, Invitation to join. Apparently, in Illinois, as part of their excellency award this year i think the s is silent what did i say you said illinois harlan i'm gonna tell you this again i'm from the country and the fact that anybody can understand a word i'm saying is a damned miracle oh so back off all right i just i know we have some listeners like in chicago they not might not be okay with how you pronounce the name of their state all right say it again Illinois. Illinois. Is that good? Go ahead and throw the S. Just throw the S on. It's, it's funny. Carry on. Illinois. So, um, it's part of their Excellency Award in that state this year. Basically, what it is, is, um, all right, let me read you the direct comment so I don't uh, get anything wrong. Um, and of course, now my shit's acting up because I had something to uh, do. Invitation to visit. To petition is a specific petition where three master masons sign a petition for an individual. The person has no idea that this is happening. The lodge then votes on the individual, and the master mason that recommended the petition then goes to the goes and tells the person that the lodge has voted and approved him to take three degrees if he chooses to do so. So this gentleman has never expressed an interest in Freemasonry, and because you think he would be a good Freemason. You go before your lodge, turn in a petition for him. They vote on him apparently without an investigating committee. And then you show up at his house in a black van, abduct him and initiate him. That sounds cool as hell. Like straight out of the Da Vinci code. Yes. And that is not at all how we do things. Unless you're in Illinois. I'm not sure that... They're it, doing it Chicago style. Like, if Al Capone <laughs> had a fraternity, that's how he would initiate candidates. Well, like, here's my thing. Like, I, I feel like... And I and I, I said this in the thread, too, that I feel like 2B1 Ask One is going a little far. But maybe I'm wrong if this is where some places are. It's uh, all about the money. Well, probably, I, yeah. I don't know. And that... That just makes me all kinds of uncomfortable. Like, I... You can't do that. Well, did they get this idea from Canada? If it's not it was a, Canada, if it, no, it's not Canada. I don't think. Uh, I mean, if it's not a landmark, I think it's pretty close to a landmark that you have to ask. 
like I think at least in the United States, that has been the tradition forever. Is that you have to ask? Well, and even if even if you wanted to branch out to where you could make invitations to people, why why they just skipped over it? Maybe they didn't. Maybe they've been doing this for a while. But it seems like there's an intermediary stage before you get to this crap where you're doing an invitation to petition. Well, like I've had a few conversations. They, they just skip that. They just skip the invitation to petition. We'll just fill out your petition for you. I've had a few conversations with people that I think would make a good mason, who. Uh, like for example, uh, my good friend Aaron, who uh, joined shortly after I did, like he knew I was joining because I told him about it. And at the point when he was asking me questions, he never asked me how do how do you join? Like how do you get in? Um, blood in, blood out. <laughs> we jump you in, we jump you out. <laughs> but uh, like he was asking like all these questions, um, like after I was raised. I don't think it's a bad thing to say that we, if you're already, if, if they approach the Freemasonry subject with you, I don't think it would be a bad thing to say we invite no one to join. You have to ask. Um, but I, I think this is, and I think that's kind of a gray area too. I, I, I think there's like a magic question that needs to be asked. Like, how do I, how do I do that? How do I become a Mason? It's how I got in. It's how you got in. It's pretty sure. I'm uh, pretty sure that's how Marshall got in. I, I think that if you have the uh, uh, want and need to seek it out, that you're probably going to be better prepared as a candidate. So the unsolicited email with an online petition that I sent out yesterday probably wasn't a good idea. You should probably get that back. Uh, oops. No, I mean seriously. Where where was where was the intermediary step? I mean, what you just read, they're not. They're not even talking about, hey, we think you would be a great fit for this fraternity. Why don't you turn in a petition? Here's a petition, which no, is like, still like way out of bounds. Hey, uh, you want to come over uh, next weekend and we're going to go ahead and initiate you? Which our friend and colleague, Tiki Jack, had oh, the yeah. best comment of the thread, <laughs> which I have to read <laughs> word for word. Because <laughs> it was, it was tear-inducing with laughter. Oh, this, it, was, it was pretty good. It was, it was one of the good. best comments. Um I've got a few friends. This is Tiki Jack, of course. I've got a few friends who not only think uh, I would, who I not only think would make excellent Freemasons, but would fit right into my lodge. But strangely enough, they haven't been the least curious about Freemasonry. They've been the least curious about Freemasonry of anyone I know. I could only imagine what they would think if I told them that we had already voted them in. Then in quotes, "Hey, my cult thinks you'd be a, a good fit, and we've already voted you as, in as high priest. How would you like your baby prepared?" <laughs> oh, which is apps i mean that's like tiki jack style i mean yeah, like yeah. i mean he is a satirist of the highest order which is a lot of the reason why i love it anytime he posts anything um but i mean that's pretty much what it's going to sound like to somebody that's never really looked into freemasonry at all it's just like hey uh you want to you want to come join this uh this thing with me and like we promise we're not going to make you wear tennis shoes and put a robe over your head and drink kool-aid <laughs> You know, who's that? Heaven, yeah, Heaven's Gate. That's what I was yeah. going for. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Tiki, sorry, I was yeah. I was surveying the GB. Uh, oh, you want to do Tiki Jack's other post that well, almost made me it, piss so myself? That way, that way, we don't have like two <laughs> Tiki segments of our show. Can we just get this guy on Skype and have him come uh, practice yeah, I'm, his smartassery with us? I'm working on it because this dude is just. I mean. 
I mean, like, I'm sad he doesn't, like, go to this lodge. Like, I think he would fit into this lodge uh, just perfectly. Um, please please move out here. I yeah, need a I new mean, friend. Jason is obsolete. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you guys just van between each other, you know, because uh, he's putting me on the spot to find something that uh, I've got to look for. Oh, well, in that case. Uh, Keep talking about this invitation we'll pre- visit petition. First full producer producer great now see i'm even starting to talk like jason (laughs) you are just a bad influence on me in every way worshipful producer marshall what do you think about these invitations to join i think it's ridiculous uh because that was one of the things that you need to do is seek you gotta you know you gotta seek seek and you shall find seek and you shall find sounds kind of familiar it it does sound vaguely familiar yeah, that's my that's my thoughts on it. I'm done with it because I just don't like Illinois. Illinois. So, so at that part, <laughs> at that part, whenever whenever the guy hears it, bullshit, y'all just picked me up in that black van, man. Put a hood on my head. <laughs> I thought I was being well, abducted like by the of. Mexican well, cartel. Like yeah, I mean there might be there might be something to that. Yeah, if he already asked, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but the invitation yeah. is kind of BS. <laughs> what was that one movie? Of the things we wanted to do in the To Lodge was you know show up, pick the guy up in a limousine. What was that movie uh, with Will Ferrell where they started their fraternity but they weren't in college and they did that? They rode around with a van. Old school. Yeah, old school. <laughs> and they, they picked all these dudes up like off the street. Like one dude's like shopping with his wife and they like push the cart over and grab him and throw him in the van. And that old man. <laughs> Great. All right, so T.E. Jack made a, uh, a post this week uh, and the title was The One True Practice of Freemasonry. Uh, and he says, I just wanted to take a minute and announce that after years of historic and esoteric study that there is only one legitimate form of Freemasonry, and that is, coincidentally, exactly how I practice it. Anyone who does not, uh, who uh, does it in any other way uh, besides mine is clandestine or subversive, subversive or selling the craft, and y'all should be drummed out of the Brotherhood. Fraternally, Tiki Jack. Here, here. Which here, is here. absolutely hilarious, and then... Uh, Somebody who I've never seen on the board before said, not sure if troll, because obviously they didn't know Tiki Jack and know his style. And then he called them a pancake flipping Martinist. (laughs) 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 Which, which is absolutely one of the best like lines. Oh, can I get that on a (laughs) t-shirt? I'm I'm a a pancake pancake flipping Martinist. Martinist. (laughs) That is that, that, kind of adequately describes what our lodge has been characterized as but i mean he he brings up like i mean like through comedy of course he he brings up a very good point of everyone pointing fingers at each other and saying you're doing it wrong you know you all got a chamber reflection there's no reason for having a chamber reflection this other guy's well you guys don't do enough for the community and that ain't right and you guys have one day class i mean like goes on and on and on which i mean you can talk about this stuff but in the end, I think everybody needs to remember that we're all kind of a part of the same fraternity. I got to draw a line there. If you're doing a one day class, you are doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, but but there's this whole like hatred. It, well, especially of like the one day guys. I, I do get really hateful when one day classes are involved. Okay, I don't like one day classes either. But what I don't think is fair is when brothers treat brothers who have been through a one day class like shit, that like they're half a mason. Yeah, that's that's, that's not, not okay. fair to that brother. That brother came looking for something, and because it was done wrong to him, he had no part of it. True. 
he did what he was told to do, and he knew no better than a, than whether or not to go to a one day class. That is very true. And, and there's like a whole like segment of masonry that if they find it, which we don't have that problem around here, but I've seen it in other places where a one day mason is made to feel like a lesser mason, and I do not think that is fair at all. No. Especially when there are Masons who follow the traditional track who are only half Masons, like yourself. I mean, like, I'll take ribbing and everything. Yeah, yeah. Is that two? Is that two? But I'm a, I'm a Mason. Is that two? Because you're showing me your ring right now. No, that's not the hand my ring's on, dummy. That's my wedding ring. Oh, I thought you wore your Masonic ring as your wedding ring. No, no. That's uh, a dumb idea. Yeah, I know. We've been through that. No, but, like... I think the overall point is like you can have discussions about these things, but you have to remember that everyone's trying to the best of their ability. A lot of times some people aren't, but for the most part, everyone's trying to the best of their abilities. Blind men trying to identify an elephant. Pretty much. Yes. And, And there seems to be a lot of this whole, you're not a real brother thing that gets thrown around a lot. And I don't think that's fair. Mm. That's, I mean, it's just me. No, I, I I concur. I'm just trying to find ways to be amusing with it. I mean, there there may be ways to do it better, but, I mean, it, you can have the discussion about those ways, but the, the vitriol that gets thrown at these people yeah. sometimes is, is unfair. That is very true. Uh, Are you, like awake today i am not i have had a long week dude i've been working on this house assistant producer marshall first of all i'm gonna ask that harlan stops whenever he writes your name in the after action report stops calling you ass producer uh marshall and but i'm gonna need you to uh go over to his house and tuck him in early on saturday night so he can be uh, awake and well rested for the show all right i'll uh, tuck him in and pat him on the head and- can i sleep in my trucker hat Sure, if it, <laughs> if it helps you out some. All right, so uh, looking over on the GB, have we talked about cell phones? I think we already talked about that. I, have we? I don't know. I, I don't know. Long story short, I think we could fix the issue of people using their cell phones in Lodge. We, we did talk about this. Did we? Yes. Did I talk about how when I would read my minutes off yes. my cell phone that the chaplain would call me? Yes, we we did. We completely covered this? Asshole. I think we... Are we... Are we did we? I, I, I don't We've done ten whole episodes now. I mean, it's all I a blur. I mean, I didn't think we had, but it, it's entirely right. possible we did. Well, and I like. I'll make a quick suggestion. Uh, if you want to fix this issue in your lodge, exercise the penal portion of the obligation, and then it'll be messy, but it won't happen again. Uh, did you all of a sudden become like some kind of Sharia law guy? <laughs> no. I mean, it's Masonic law, and you're doing it wrong. I mean, next, are you going to be cutting off people's hands for getting seconds before other people have had first? I mean... Actually, that's not a bad idea. I've gone hungry here a few nights for that very reason. <laughs> Just don't do what I did. I got on two brothers a while back about having their cell phones in, uh, during Lodge. And within 30 seconds of me getting on them, I forgot to turn my phone off. <laughs> yeah. So don't do what oh, I did. this asshole, and I'm pointing at Jason since we're on the radio. What? 
realized one night when I was master that I forgot to turn my phone off because it was like a hectic <laughs> night. So he waited till I was in the middle of something super serious and then started blowing up my phone. <laughs> to be fair, it was just opening and it was a light crowd and there wasn't, a, I mean, there wasn't a ton of people oh, here and it was dude. all like regulars and, and I, friends. I hammered on that all year too. And then you... You just, ah, I hate you so bad. Mine was worse. I had a past grandmaster sitting in front of me. No, oh, he's probably the one calling you. Oh, someone had theirs go off at like one of the big conferences when the grandmaster was giving his speech. Oh no, that was that was beautiful. He like stopped, asked them if they wanted to take that call. Oh. Dude, that is literally like getting called out, like yeah, in front of the whole room. Like that will make you turn uh, off. There your were phone. hundreds of people in this room too. And then as he's like ripping this guy, you can look around the room and see all these phone screens popping up where everybody's like double checking their phone. <laughs> One year, uh, uh, this was probably like ten years ago. Now, I was in the district meeting, which was in this uh, like auditorium at a high school, and. Uh, <laughs> So this dude's phone went off, and this really old guy, he had to be like 95, and this was back when the Verizon commercials were still around. Uh, So, like, this dude's phone's ringing. He can't figure out how to turn it off, because it's like an older guy, and he's like probably got it like yesterday, and he's like hitting buttons trying to get the ringer to stop, and it just keeps going. And then as soon as it stops, this like 95-year-old guy yells out in the whole auditorium where it echoes, can you hear me now? (laughs) Uh, yeah, so uh, right, I also find it funny that the guy that posted this originally, his username is E.N. Dial. In Dial. Yeah. I don't it's, get it. It's Dial. Like, dial? Uh, I hate I you. You know that was funny. No, I don't, I don't get it. All right. Well, like, I'm really not catching if it. If I have to explain it, it's not going to be funny. Uh, I guess. Oh, because of the phone? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Do you, do you like, have... Are you unlucky at thinking? It wasn't. That, dude, it, it wasn't. I mean, it was kind of dumb. It was kind of dumb. If I, I got on my CB radio with my trucker hat, people would think it was funny. <laughs> I can't believe we spent that much time on that. I can't either. Uh, we are, speaking of time, running down on the clock. So it's time to get into something a little heavier than our usual light banter. Mm-hmm. Um, since, Jason, you personally had the issue with mm-hmm. this story... Yeah. Uh, I am going to let you take the lead on this. All right. I think the show's going to run over because this is going to take a little while. Is it? Yeah. Mm. So deal with that. Yeah. Uh, I got to put on my serious hat. I guess I got to take off the trucker yeah. hat. I mean, like normally we're, we're all jokes and stuff, but this yeah. has me a little perturbed. My jimmies are rustled, so to speak. So a uh, user uh, posted on Reddit this week, uh, why did you join the fraternity? And a gentleman named uh, Dynamo Hum replied. And he said, to be honest, uh, after being in it for a few years, I'm asking myself this question with more frequency. And then he lists a a long list of things we hear a lot. Like he feels like he's just going through the motions. um, That we talk a good game, but a lot of times in practice we don't uh, do enough for charity. That a lot of times it just feels like people are getting dressed up and going to a coffee drinking club and then going home and then there's nothing during the week. That there's nothing in between those lodges, which are all legitimate concerns. 
the part that upset me about his post was um, he lost a son, and uh, he uh, had been in lodge for like four years, and uh, was an officer of that lodge, and he lost this son, and uh, he never received a call or any support whatsoever from his lodge. And uh, when I read that, uh, it made me angry uh, more than things normally make me angry. I mean, like, I'm joke angry a lot, but I was really upset about this. Yeah. Um, To go back earlier when we were talking about us yelling at each other about how you're doing masonry wrong. and In this case, you are. In this case, this is one of the few absolutes. The guys in that lodge are doing it wrong. And I understand um, when something like that happens to a friend, you have no idea how to respond unless it's happened to you. You have no idea what could possibly lessen that burden in the slightest. So all you can do is just try to do whatever you can do. And uh, a lot of times I think it's just the fact that you're there. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we're brothers first and foremost. I mean, there are guys in this lodge that I want to punch in the face every time I see them. Like they just make me mm. absolutely crazy. But if one of I them, mean, you might even say I hate them. Yeah. But, but if, if one they of them were going needed through help. some heavy shit or something bad was every guy in this lodge, even though we dread when they walk in the door, they're still brothers and yeah. we would Without fail, anybody that could be there to do anything is there because we're brothers. We fight like brothers. We laugh like brothers. And in the end, we're there to support each other. Otherwise, there's no point in being here. We did a Masonic funeral yeah. for a guy who had been gone forever, moved to another state. We, we didn't even, none of us had met this guy. It was on Mother's Day. People were taking time away from their families to go give this guy his last rites. Because at one time, whether we knew him or not, he was one of us. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, if your lodge doesn't have that, there's no point to be here. I'd like to make a comment on that. <clears throat> and uh, the uh, Mr. Dynamo hum on what he uh, he experienced. Uh, unfortunately, I personally have experienced uh, this uh, issue uh, actually recently. Um, my... Uh, my wife and I lost our daughter. You had to excuse me for a minute, but uh, I would have to say <clears throat> I'm sorry to Dynamo Hum for having to go through that with your lodge. And uh, my condolences to you. Was that the guy, right? It was. Yeah. Dynamo wasn't the original person. No, Dynamo was the guy Make who lost sure his Dynamo son. was the guy. Uh, but. Uh, with my experience with the brothers in my lodge, uh, they were there, and they still are there, for me and my wife. Uh, I don't know what was going through their head, but I know what was going through mine. Was the fact that they they were there, and they are still there, and to me, that's what Freemasonry is. And uh, it's a fraternity of brothers that are there for each other. 
whether we like each other or not. Fortunately, I've, I've become good friends with a lot of brothers here. But you should definitely always be there. And that lodge has just totally failed you. As a you know, as a fraternal you know fraternal lodge. But uh, I can say on my experience, I experienced the total opposite. And even to this day, you know, it's been a few months ago. But even this day, I literally, will, I mean, I'll, I'll break down, you know, in front of you two on you know several occasions, and y'all just sit there and listen. And that's what I need is just to let me vent and let me you know let me say what I got to say. But you know, as far as, you know, not knowing what to do is, you know, y'all did everything that y'all could do. And that's just being there. Um, I'm going to start getting teary-eyed and stuff because my daughter was, you know, my daughter was young. Uh, just graduated high school. And, uh, but as, as far as a fraternity in my lodge, I have to say that it's probably one of, you know, the which I'm kind of sentimental with my lodge anyway. It's the best lodge around, to my you know, to my opinion. But you know, I'm sorry the Dino Hum had had that experience. But definitely just being there for your brother, and then that's it's it's all it, it's all you can do, and it's all is expected of you. I, I believe at a point. No, I'm sorry. No. Oh no. no thank you're thank fine. you, thank Marshall, you, Marshall, for for. Uh, I know that's hard to talk about on the air. Uh, but it's something that needs to be said because we, we do a lot of, of banter here. We have a good time on the show, but I'd like to take this commemorative episode 10 of the after lodge podcast. I know I said, I didn't want to end on a low note, but I think we're going to, this is the last thing we're going to talk about today. And yeah. it's, I'm making this out as a call to all you guys that listen. If you're not going to your lodge, now's the time to start. Like if you don't have friends and brothers, that that's what we're about. Go find them. All, all the other stuff that we talk about is just stuff we talk about. But it's, at the core of who we are, we're a fraternity. It, it I, I, I'm struggling with words. I mean, it, it, it seems so obvious, but that looking is, around, I see a lot of this. Like people treat it like the the local social club or some church they go to, but don't know anybody. If the guys at your lodge aren't your closest group of friends, you are doing it wrong. Go find another lodge. I mean, I, I mean, I can't even fathom a lodge who wouldn't even send a fucking card, much yeah. less not be there. Yeah. And I understand, like, you know, I have two kids, and my first thought was, is I don't even know what the fuck this would do to me. But I still had to be there, and we all still had to be there. Yeah. I mean, there were people who didn't even know Marshall other than to know that he was a brother. Mm-hmm. Like, guys from other lodges that he might have talked to once or twice, if at all. Because in this area, which is why I'm so plugged into Freemasonry here, that that's how it is. If you're a brother... You're our brother. He's one of us. In the story, that's all we need to know is he's one of us. That's really the long and short of it. So when we're yelling at each other, when we're having these arguments on Reddit, on My Freemasonry, we have to remember 
that we are all brothers. And I think this whole episode ties together with uh, Tiki's comment about the one true practice of masonry and you're not a real brother and so on. I'm Bruce isn't here. I'm going to use grown-up language. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. We are all brothers. And that's yep. all I have to say on the matter. So, uh, we are going to end on a low note with episode 10. But go ahead and leave us some feedback. Email us at afterlodge at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Uh, look us up on iTunes. Our website is afterlodge.com. Come hang out with us on IRC at irc.quakenet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry. Or call and leave us a voicemail. Area code 215-792-3538. And thanks again for hanging out with us on episode 10 of the After Lodge podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye.